0: With me to the book of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. <clears throat> I'm thankful to be in the house of God this morning. Amen. Luke chapter number 8, verse 43. And um, for those who are, were not here Wednesday night, um, I started Wednesday night preaching through the book of 1 John. Um, a lot of people uh, deal with. Um, doubting their salvation, struggling with assurance of salvation. And a, a number of people deal with that. And so I felt led of the Lord to, to preach through the book of First John. First um, John 5.13 says, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Well, what are these things? It's all the things written in the book of First John. And so preaching through those things that people who are not saved might see that they are not saved and understand that clearly and come to the Lord and get saved. But then that people who are saved might understand the truth of salvation and that they might be able to rest in the Lord. I heard one preacher say one time, the greatest thing that can ever happen to you is to get saved. And the second greatest thing that can ever happen to you is to know that you got saved. And, um, and so this morning as I, in Luke chapter 8, well, before we get there, I want to read 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, notice these last words, and our hands have handled of the word of life. The Apostle John is saying, hey, friend, we heard the Son of God say these things. We saw the Son of God do these things. And then he said, hey, hey, we, we touched him. We touched him. And salvation is all about Jesus and nothing about you and I. The only thing about you and I that's involved in salvation is we're the ones that need to get saved. The Lord Jesus Christ, the King of heaven, he left heaven and he came to this world and he allowed Roman soldiers to nail him to a cross and he died on a hillside in Israel for your sins and mine that we might be saved from sin and from hell and that we might have eternal life. Salvation is all about him. It's all about his precious blood. Revelation 1.5, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The only thing that you can do to get saved is to repent and go to Jesus Christ. Amen. You can't make it happen, but he can make it happen. Yeah. Amen? But I'm, 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 I'm moved by these words. Our hands have handled oh, the word of life. I told Wednesday night, i had been preaching about this on the radio. A lot of people, a lot of people have told me they're doubting their salvation or struggling with that. So I started preaching about it on the radio. And as I was praying about what to preach in the services, God moved my heart to preach on Wednesday nights through the book of 1 John. And so as I was at home preparing, me and Mary, we got to talking about, about verse number one. And, and, and Mary, she named to me people in the word of God that, that touched the Son of God. And she named a couple and then many of the names, whether he touched them or they touched him, they started running through my mind. And this morning I want to go to Luke chapter number 8, verse number 43. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, Came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee. And sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue. Is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him, she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for your great mercy and your love to us today. I pray you would sanctify this time unto yourself. May the Holy Ghost of God work in hearts. May the Word of God touch us and change us and expose ourselves unto us. Those that are not saved today, may you let them know their need to come to you. And I pray, Lord, that they won't fight or resist. But as they hear your voice, that they'll yield to the Lord. And that they'll come to this altar. And that they'll they'll fall down before you. And believe the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. I pray for those today that might be saved but are away from the Lord. Oh, God, work in hearts. And may the will of the Lord be done in every life. God, help us to live for you. Help us to serve you. Help us to make your gospel known to the world. Lord, may you take this truth, speak the lives, and use it as you please. In Jesus' name, amen. As we just read these words, and a woman having an issue of blood. This was a person just like you and me. She was nobody special. In fact, she's not even named. Perhaps there's, there pe- perhaps there's people here today, and you think, well, you're not important. Perhaps you think that, well, God would do that for them, but but he wouldn't do that for me. Well, there was this woman. And, and, and she had heard all these stories. Jesus casting the demons out of a man who sat in the tombs cutting himself and was demon possessed. He was bound with chains, he was untamable. She heard of the blind being healed, of the lame walking again, of the dumb speaking. She heard of Jesus in nine walking up and touching the dead body of a man. And he sat up and he began to speak. Or when he went to that girl and he touched her hand and said, Talitha Kumi, and she came back to life. She heard all these stories of the mighty acts of the son of God. And and I believe by this, that, that, that something began to work in her heart. The Bible tells us quickly that she had an issue. She had an issue. Well, you know what I know? Everybody here today has an issue. Everybody here today has an issue. Well, she had an issue. And she had heard of, well, God helped them. Could God help me? And I'm just imagining that this woman hearing the reports spread all through Israel of this mighty, mighty man. The Bible tells us in other places that he would go and as he walked by and as he touched people that demons would cry out and go out of people. And they would cry out that he is the Holy One of, of God. This woman, she was a person like me and you. And she had an issue. And notice what it said. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years. Not only did she have an issue, but she had this issue for a long time. She struggled. She suffered. She lived with it. She hurt. It affected every day of her life. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years which had spent all her living she had used everything she had trying to get help she had spent her money her effort her hope hey have you ever have you ever put hope in somebody and it was destroyed or betrayed that won't happen with jesus right. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians. I thank God for doctors. As y'all know, my wife needs a kidney transplant. We're praying that God will give her that quickly. I thank God for doctors. But doctors do not have all power. Doctors do not have all ability. God has given wisdom whereby they can treat people and help people and extend their lives and, and, and even administer cures. But all of that ability and wisdom and power came from God. Yes. Amen. And this woman, having this issue for 12 long years, she was outcast from society. She was considered Think about this. She was not allowed to go into the temple and worship for 12 years. Not that she didn't go because she was sick. She was not allowed to enter because she was considered unclean. And a woman having an issue of 12 years, which has been all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Nobody could help her. I'm powerless, my friend. I can tell you what God said. I can tell you how great he is. I can tell you of what he's done for me. I can tell you of what he's done for others. I can tell you about how he helped Moses and Daniel and Esther and Paul and John. But I'm not God. I'm powerless just like these doctors. But our Lord is not powerless. And see, we get our eyes on people. And I'm thankful for preachers and men of God and powerful people that God has put in my life and I believe we should show them respect. But a lot of people try to put them equal with Jesus. That's no good, my friend. We don't worship people around here. We worship God. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ. We exalt him alone. Only he can help you. And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living, all, everything she had. She spent everything she had upon physicians. Neither could be helped of any. Nobody could help her. Came behind him. Who's this him? This is Jesus Christ. She heard of him. She knew who he was. I have a feeling she was around watching at a distance the things that he was doing. Maybe wondering in her mind, can he help me? Oh, he changed their life. He fixed their family. He worked in their home. Oh, their child who was troubled got saved and now they're uh, not rebellious and they're obedient. But can he do something like that for me? You better believe he can. She came behind him and touched the border of his garment. The border. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if you read this in, in Matthew and Mark, it'll also use the word, the hem of his garment. You know what the hem is on a garment? It's what they put on a garment when it is finished. And so it's the completion of the work. And so this woman, she she didn't just say, if I can touch him. She said, if I can touch the border of his garment, if I can touch that finished work of his garment. I want to tell you about a finished work this morning that our Lord Jesus Christ did. The king of the glory world, my friend, At his name, the highest archangels of heaven snap into attention. They cry through the air, holy, 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 Lord God almighty. And he alone is worshipped. There's no need there for the sun or the moon or the stars. For he is the light of the city. And he came here. And Isaiah 53 tells us he was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And those Roman guards, they nailed him to a cross. And it's prayer for you and me. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. All oh, he could have called that legion of angels could have been delivered by his own power my friend be not deceived they did not force his hand down on that cross he laid his life down for you and me and he died there that day and his dying words was it is finished it is finished what was finished salvation was finished before that, that priest, he had to, they had to take that lamb, that goat, that bull, that heifer, and they had to sacrifice it, and they had to take that blood and offer a sacrifice for the sins of people, and people did not have direct access to God. But if you study the Bible, and we see there that, that, that when, when, when Jesus Christ died, when Jesus Christ died, that the veil of the temple was rent that veil, it entered into the Holy of Holies. Well, what was that Holy of Holies? That's where the priest met with God. Well, our priest is Jesus Christ. And he died for our sins. And he made it so that you and I could go straight into there by the blood of Jesus. The finished work. She said, if I could touch the border of the garment, If I can touch that part that's finished, my friend, the Bible tells us that the gospel is what saves. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 starting in verse 1, he tells us about the gospel and he says, By which also ye are saved. What is that gospel? How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And Jesus said, oh, let me back up. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment. I like the the usage of of the pronouns here. His garment. Her her getting healed. Her getting helped. It didn't have anything to do with her. She reached out and touched his garment. She didn't do it. He did. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment and... Immediately. Immediately. Brother Esherman preached a wonderful message this morning in Sunday school out of John 6. Verse 37, all that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. When we come to Jesus, we're not turned away. Immediately received. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come now, God said. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Who can make a promise like that but God? Came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. Wow, I like that word. I got to studying that word. It means it stopped. Amen? Amen. Everything changed. She was made new by Jesus Christ. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. All things are become new. Amen. I like what Stinnet Blue used to say. What's new about you? Amen. When Jesus saves somebody... He changes somebody. I've heard people say, well, you see, Josh, I didn't grow up in the life you did. I didn't grow up running around with thugs or being a thief or having trouble with the cops or messed up with my family. So I just grew up in church and, and, and I was good and, 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 and I didn't get in much trouble. And so there wasn't much change. My friend, when you go from darkness to light... When you go from religious deadness to fellowship with the Son of God, that's a change. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether you are a gangbanger, a crackhead, or if you were a little church kid that got saved in a Sunday school class. There's a change. And Jesus said, who touched me? This woman, she, she went and she touched him and, 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 and he was aware but she didn't say anything to anybody else. She reached out and touched him. When all denied, oh, she she wasn't quick to speak up, but she knew, hey, she had already been made whole. She knew that, hey, this this blood flowing, it cut off. (coughs) And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee, impressed thee, and sayest thou who touched me? There he was walking through those streets in Jerusalem. Walking through there, the crowd all around. She standing at a distance watching him. She said to herself, if I can just touch the border of that finished work. He can heal me. He knew her her thoughts were. He knew she was over there. He knows that you're back there, my friend. He knows what your heart is pondering right now. He knows what you have need of help with. He's aware. Her heart started turning. If I could just touch him, and, and there she went. And as she went and she reached out and she touched and was made whole, she knew. She, She knew. Could you imagine for 12 years, all her money, all her effort, being alone, being rejected. Can you imagine that moment when it all changed? She knew. And he knew. But she didn't say anything. Nobody else knew what happened. But Jesus did. And she did. And Jesus started asking questions and his disciples. We're standing in the middle of a crowd and you're asking who touched you? And He said, no. No, somebody came for help. Somebody reached out and touched my garment. Let's read the rest of the words. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee. And sayest thou who touched me? And Jesus said. You know, to do us good when Jesus talks, that we don't back talk. That we just listen. You know? I mean, how many times does God say, we need to do this, we need to do that? And everybody says, yeah, but. No, we just need to listen to God. I mean, think about it. Correcting Jesus And Jesus said, somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. Virtue. So there was a transaction that took place here, my friend. She had a need. She had heard what he did for others. And it had worked in her heart, and it had produced faith. Romans 10, 17. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it produced faith in her heart. And she heard, oh, well, God did this for them. Maybe he'll do it for me. And, And her faith began to build. And by faith, she believed, if I could just touch that garment, if I can just touch him, I'll be made whole. And by faith, virtue went out of Jesus Christ healed that woman, as the Bible said, immediately. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, Jesus knew. The Bible says, turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Beginning in verse number 12. Listen to these words with me, my friend. For God, or for the word of God is quick. That means it's alive and powerful. That means it's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. You know what a two-edged sword does? It cuts coming and going. Both sides are sharp. There's no dullness to it. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God can cut between your soul and spirit. The word of God, as we read it and as we hear it, knows what you are thinking and pondering and feeling. It knows my intentions and yours. It knows the the wicked intentions. It knows the deceptions. It knows the battles. It knows it all. The Bible talks in the book of Revelation about his eyes being like fire. His eyes are able to discern the truth. And that fire, it'll burn everything that's bad out. And it'll know the gold and the truth and the value of what exists. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Notice verse 11 Neither is there any creature that is not manifest. In his sight, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Jesus knows. I might not know. The person beside you might not know. Your wife might not know. Your husband might not know. Your children might not know. Your parents might not know. But Jesus knows. He knows the need you have today. He knows what you're pondering. Oh, if I reach out, will he help me? You say, but Josh, you you think there's people in here who need help from God? Friend, I think everybody in here needs help from God. I need help from God, and I know you do too. And the person who says they don't needs help from God. Yeah, amen. And when a woman saw she was not hid, nothing's hid from his eyes, he knows. He knows your secrets. He knows it all. It's not hid. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and she was healed immediately. Look with me in the book of Romans chapter 10. starting in verse number 8 through verse number 13. But what saith, it? the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Notice verse number 11. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, shall not be ashamed. For for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Two things about that verse 11. The first thing is if you go to Jesus for help, you won't be ashamed, he'll help you. But the second thing is you shouldn't be ashamed about going to Jesus. She came trembling and falling down before him she declared unto him before all the people. Oh my. Pride stops a lot of people from getting help from God. The best thing you can do with worrying about other people is to throw that in the trash can. Galatians 1.10. Do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. When people ask you, about people, we should, we should speak up to say, we're more concerned with serving Jesus. Amen. 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 And when the woman saw she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him. And she was healed immediately. She made it known. You know what this does? <clears throat> this woman, there she was, wondering, can Jesus help me? And her faith was building until she went and touched that finished work. But then she came trembling and falling down before him and declared it. And you know what it did in front of all those people? They said, well, look what God hath wrought. Look what God hath done. And it glorified God and it made it known that God could help her and God could help them. When you step out to let it know, be known what God did for you, When you stand up to testify, Psalm 107 said, One, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That word let, it means to give liberty unto. When somebody in the church house stands up and says, I want to say what Jesus did for me, God commanded, let them do so. Verse number 48. And he said unto her, think of these gracious words. Think of these gracious words. Daughter, be of good comfort. Wow. Do you remember who you were when you got saved? Do you remember how vile you were when you got saved? I remember how vile I was when I got saved. And look what grace she was met with. Daughter, she's one of his. Amen. I'm glad I'm one of his. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith. She, she had faith if she could touch that border of scarment thy faith hath made thee whole she is complete the bible said what god hath cleansed let no man call unclean <clears throat> go in peace could you imagine for 12 years she couldn't go in peace she suffered she couldn't go in peace <clears throat> my friend i'm thinking this morning What issues do we have that we need help with? I just started making a list. People have heart issues, personal issues, private issues, spiritual issues, emotional issues, sin issues, addiction issues, family issues. Issues with their mind, issues with tragedies they've suffered, issues of pain that they live with, issues with fear, issues with regret from shameful things that you've done. Issues that are beyond your control that you have no power over. Money issues, church issues, issues with bitterness, issues with other people. Issues that are a secret from everybody. You hide it from everybody. It's not hid from God. Experiences you faced. Perhaps you've been misunderstood. This woman, in her issue, and people in their issues, they begin to feel feel helpless. I mean, 12 years, my friend. 12 years. I'm pretty sure there were some times that she wondered if there was hope. She felt hopeless, lonely, rejected, ashamed, afraid, confused, hurt, weak, outcast, empty, and lost. My friend, you might not be able to handle your issue, but Jesus can. Jesus can help you. There is hope. This is real. We're not here today to follow a list of religious ritual. We're here to sup with the Son of God. There's hope. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Perhaps you're saved. Perhaps you struggle with something that is so difficult, but you are saved. He can help. He can help. He told the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. He said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. There's hope. But there's help. There is a balm in Gilead. And that balm is Jesus Christ. And may I say this, there's healing. Psalm 57.7, the psalmist had been struggling and burdened and suffering. And all of a sudden he starts to pray and cry out, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed. God can fix your heart. God can fix your issue. God can help you make it through that issue. But may I say this? It's all through Jesus. It's all through Jesus. Let's stand. We'll have prayer. The altar's open. Whatever you need from God, he already knows. Why don't you meet him at the altar and let him help you? Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you for all you've done. Lord, lead, guide, and direct in every heart and life. If there's anybody here today that's not saved, save them, I pray. Give the victories needed. Lord, as the psalmist said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God, would you let this church taste of the goodness of God today? As we already have many times. Lord Jesus, would you work in lives, your will be done, meet every need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.
1: Shackled by a heavy burden Neath the load of guilt and shame Then the hand of Jesus touched me And now I am no longer the same. He touched me, oh, he touched me, and all the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. And now I know He touched me and made me whole. Since I've met this blessed Savior, and since He cleansed and made me whole, Never cease to praise him. I'll shout it while eternity rolls. He touched me, oh, he touched me, and all the joy that floods my soul. Wonderful happened. Oh yes. And hey. now hey. I know hey. he touched me oh, yeah. and made me whole.
0: Hallelujah. If you need a touch this